on these multiple disciplines. Um, and I know, unfortunately, this is our last, this last midweek on spiritual disciplines. But you guys are at a good one because you're not just getting one, not two, but three, three. possible disciplines <laughs> for the price of one midweek. So Come on. I... Uh, Come on. Hopefully, I'll try to be as consistent. Yeah, I'll try my best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would like uh, just to start us off with a with a prayer, just Amen. so that we our hearts will be prepared for this last meeting. Amen. Uh, so, dear Father, just thank you so much for what you've been doing this year with with these these midweek this series on spiritual discipline. Uh, just thank you so much for just blessing us with that knowledge of how to get better, how to, how to become uh, closer and closer to you, have that relationship with you, to, to, to be godly, how, how we could practice things in our lives, mm. to live for you. Um, it was written all over the Bible, and it's so incredible. Please, Lord, uh, help us continue this today with this, this topic, these topics. Lord, uh, just thank you once again. Please speak through me uh, and allow this to be just a very... Uh, just rewarding midweek for all of us. Amen. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So without further ado, let's let's get it. So the way it's going to happen is uh, journaling is going to be its own section. So the first section is going to be on silence and solitude. And what I like to do is kind of start off with some Q&A. When you hear these two words, this phrase together, What's one? I'll take maybe a question, or answer or two. But what what comes to your mind when you hear that? It might sound pretty, and it's not a trick question at all. Yeah, Cody. Peace. Okay, peace. Ooh, we might we'll see that too in one of the one of the points. Yeah. I got a good one. Okay. First thing I thought of was peace. Peace. <laughs> awesome. A lot of peace. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Glenn. I think about a monk. Ooh. Like, yeah, Oh, of the things I think the monks had, they might have had it right with silence and solitude. <laughs> and Josh, yeah. uh, you're ooh, come on! Uh, it's funny you you might see a theme of that in this section to a lot of mountaintop activity going on. I'll take one more, Juan. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. You guys hit like both of the crucial things, and that's like ninety. 95% of it is practically that. It's being uh, silent, which is you're not speaking, and solitude is uh, in a private place alone. But there, there must be more to that then, though, because we, we might be alone often, you know, in the bathroom or just on your way to work, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? So we, you might think we're practicing this often, but... <laughs> there's, yeah, but there's something more to this. There's something that makes uh, practicing this concept a spiritual discipline. Amen. So let's see what that is. Come on, Iggy. So as the book defined it, uh, as Donald def- defined it here, as a spiritual discipline, silence is the temporary abstention or just refusal to take part in uh, from speaking so that certain spiritual goals might be solved. Wow. And combined with solitude, which involves finding a place to yourself uh, and free of distractions, that's a, that's a huge uh, quality to that. Uh, combined with those two, that's what helps make this a spiritual discipline. And the, and the common theme between these two is it's an intent. It's an intent. You're, it's not just like going to work in your car, being by yourself. It's, you're actively choosing not to speak for the purpose of 
hearing or, or just a spiritual quality. Um, and the same thing with solitude, like finding a place. You have to actively seek it. So we have, I have the scripture, too, because ultimately the goal of not just this, these disciplines, but all the disciplines we saw is to set our minds on things above, like Colossians 3.2. So that's how the book defines it. But it's, and it might even sound easy, like, okay, now I know I can do that. But there's a, there's a big reason why this is an issue, especially for me. I've learned more reading this that this is something I'm not too good at. What's the issue? Well, the biggest key um, thing we're dealing with is that big D word there, distractions. Yeah. Like our world today is surrounded. We're surrounded by noise, uh, surrounded by crowds of people, uh, just you name it, like all sorts of distractions, all sorts of inviting events that take our mind. Um, and it's only getting, you know, more and more distractions out there. It's attention grabbing. It takes us from uh, trying to seek anything spiritual. And, and not only are we dealing with that, but the issue, that, that the scary part is we're used to that. Um, that's, the, that's the very thing. We're, we're actually comfortable with noise. Like, I mean, how many of you... When you go home, because I do this often, like, if you go in your room or so, you just can't stand, like, the idea of silence, so you turn on the TV mm-hmm. <laughs> or the music, anything like that. It's, yeah, right. it's, yeah. it's something that keeps us at ease. It's just because we've been around it so, for so long, mm-hmm. we're used to it. So that's a big thing we're dealing with. It's part of our routine. So this silence and solitude requires us to break the routine, in a way, at least temporary. And... I, I found a quote, like in the book this was mentioned, uh, Jean Fleming's a, a Christian writer, and what she wrote here is that, like, we, ha- we have become a people with an aversion to quiet and an uneasiness with being alone. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's not something that's favorable to us. Right. And I can, I can speak from experience with this, because uh, as you guys know, I, I come from a big family. I've, mm-hmm. I was the oldest of seven kids. So there are always commotion in my house <laughs> that I lived in. There's always someone running down the halls, like, like a stampede, just all this noise. Uh, just, there's always someone in a room. You know, I, I mostly shared a room my whole life. So the big thing is when I moved out to go to college, that was a big jump for me because once I was in a room with a roommate and he would have evening classes or so, I would be in a room by myself and I just, it was weird to me. It might sound like a small thing, but it, it really was. It was like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm not used to this. Mm-hmm. So I, I turn on the TV. I turn on some music. I, I, I actively break the silence. Mm-hmm. So, and many of us might have that similar story because it's something we're used to. So, ultimately, to, to achieve uh, just a good habit of having silence and solitude it, it brings out these great qualities, and even more, uh, this is just a few that I focus on. Mm. Reading and understanding the Bible, which is huge, you know, you get way more out of it. If you find yourself just reading it and then forgetting five minutes later, right. this is something that can help you retain knowledge. Yeah. Meditation, uh, go, it goes hand in hand with meditation. It's hard to have meditation if there's commotion around you. Mm. Uh, so there's that. Praying, your prayers will be way more clearer. Because you'll know what to pray about. You'll have a better time thinking. And then journaling, which we'll talk about more in the second section of this. It'll just help you uh, record and understand what's going on in your life. 
more, which is very helpful to, you know, talk to God, for, you know, with once you know. But I said a lot of things. What, what does the Bible say about silence? And so what it does for us. Well, ultimately, the goal of us as Christian followers, uh, Christ followers, is to uh, follow follow Jesus. And so the big one I want to first focus on is that this, this discipline uh, is, is something that Jesus practiced often. And he practiced it in a lot of different situations, which I want to share about. And so first bringing up a scripture, Matthew 14, 23. So I know someone said a mountaintop experience. Uh, well, Jesus loved that area. That was his mm-hmm. Uh, the, the book referenced uh, finding a solitary place. That's something that maybe I should start thinking about. Like, what is a place that you can go to yeah. that is free of distractions, that you can think clearer and have a conversation with God? So that's what Jesus did. So Jesus, in this scripture, Jesus just had a whole day of helping and serving and showing miracles with his apostles. But later on, he separates from them and he goes to the mountain to pray. And he's up there for most of the night, having quality time with God. Uh, so that's like an example of him doing that at night. Next one is Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Uh, this was very early in the morning, as it says. Uh, while it was still dark, Jesus got up actively. Uh, he went out of the house, actively sought out this solitary place uh, where he prayed and had that time with God again. Mm. And what I'm showing here is it doesn't matter what part of the day you can get that, just as long as you do get that time. Uh, I, I bring up uh, Luke 42. I didn't have enough space to put it all there, uh, but this was one where he got, like, at daybreak, he also found a solitary place to have that quality time with God, and then he was super active that the rest of that day, serving, preaching, doing all sorts of great things. So that just is another added benefit. It gives you a great way to uh, just focus on doing God's, the work of God better. So I, with this, I want us to see, like, we're supposed to live like Jesus, you know. Mm. Like, do we have this conviction like him? This is just an example of what he did, and he wants us to follow him, because as following him, we get closer to the Father. Uh, so this is just one aspect, but there's, a, there's definitely more. Um, the next one is that it does this. It minimizes distractions, which it, it really does. Um, like, I don't know if you guys are similar to me, but I, I get distracted pretty easily. Uh, I remember first year dis, as a disciple, this was really bad, but I, I was distracted even like when praying for food. Sometimes I'll lose track of where I'm at in a prayer, and I'll just say, like, amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. And um, <laughs> it's, it's just, there's so many things that can distract us. You know, even food smells can. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just, we, we have to find, it might sound obvious that, okay, but this is definitely a direct result of finding a solitary place to have time with God. Minimizing these distractions. And I bring up these two scriptures because uh, they have a common theme about both of them. It is both two Old Testament scriptures. First one, 1 Kings chapter 9, starting in verse 8. And oh, I probably should have 
turn to that, but because um, that one's a, that one's definitely worth reading. But I'll I'll mention when it's about because this was the chapter right after the chapter where Elijah took on the prophets of Baal, like like hundreds of these prophets, and had a victory in the Lord. And even before that chapter, uh, he you know predicted rain. He did so many great things. But now what's happening is uh, his life is being threatened by by Jezebel, and he's he's just kind of overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. So we're in First Kings chapter nineteen. I'll, Come on, Iggy. Oh, thank you. So I'll start in verse eight. So this is he's being attended to by an angel, but then um, he's. Then he does something next. So in verse 8, So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God, where he went into a cave and spent the night. Now I'll go to verse 11. Uh, the Lord said, Go out and stand on a mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then, this is what happened. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after that fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he poured his cloak over his head and he went out and stored to the mouth of the cave. And the, the focus I want us to have on that scripture is the, the whisper part. Like, I, I see that, and I think if, if I was so distracted, if even overwhelmed in my own thoughts, because yeah. our thoughts can distract us too, oh, yeah. I would miss what the Lord is saying. Wow. And, and it took him, just think about it, he, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights to get to this place too. You know, he, he was on a mission. You know, this is the mountain of God, too. So he just traveled in a way to God. And so, like, just have that in your mind, too, of the whisper, how God spoke to Elijah then. And now in Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, he's a minor prophet. And Habakkuk, uh, if you read it, it's, it's like Habakkuk is kind of frustrated with a lot of things that's going on in Israel. He's, and he's venting to God, actually. He's just like, I, this world is unjust. It's not fair. He's just... Just expewing his heart there for God, and um, so he's frustrated. But at the same time, he knows that God can uh, answer his concerns. So that's how the second chapter starts in verse one. Uh, this is Habakkuk saying this. Like this is after he said his. It's broken up into complaints. This is his second complaint. He just said. So after saying that, he says, "I will stand at my watch." And station myself under ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answers I am to give to this complaint. And tying these two, and and the Lord ultimately does answer him. And tying these two verses together is all about intent. Even when, and this is a thing that, it's not that we only go to a solitary place when we're feeling great spiritually. It's actually, it's... it's also very important that we go if we are frustrated and just concerned and just angry and, and just mad or just you feel something's not right. Go to God for it because God is strong enough to take it. You know, he created everything. He wants to hear what's on your heart, even if it's like just a little ugly. 
but in these both of these cases, they went to God. And we need this urgency. When we feel things, uh, like when Elijah, his life was threatened. These are some serious things. His life was threatened. He still followed God. He wasn't trying to leave the country uh, to, to do it his own way. He, he, for 40 days and 40 nights, he was stuck. He was on a mission. And Habakkuk still stayed and waited for God. Um, he was like, yeah, I'll just say that. But in both of those cases, it's all about urgency. And we need that urgency. Uh, so, and the biggest thing is we need to, another thing is we need to be comfortable being alone and in our, and, and in our thoughts, if that makes sense. So as we brought up before, we can distract ourselves in a lot of different ways. But are we in that, are we uh, having a hard time being alone? in the simplest of cases. In many ways, we have to get better at that. Yeah. That's what I've been learning through this. And uh, so moving on is worship, God. And I know we, we, we had a spiritual discipline on worship months ago. We had a lesson on this. And, and that's definitely worshiping through singing and praising actively. This is, but this is also worship. In a way, it's it's kind of surprising. It's one of the things I even I learned. It's it's worship in a in the other way. It's like the second half of worship. In a way, you could think of it as uh, like as we we sing, we praise God, we project prayers to God. But when we are in silence, we we practice humility. We practice uh, we like waiting on God to to kind of in a way kind of sing back to us. We can recognize a lot of blessings in his creation and just in all sorts of ways, just get this feeling of peace uh, that was brought up. And it's just like, you can think of that as God like singing back to us. Yeah. Like, so this is complete. It's in Habakkuk, same chapter, chapter 2, verse 20. It says Habakkuk is responding to just these concerns that people are worshiping so many idols and worshiping the creation, worshiping trees, worshiping everything like that, and he's expressing that God is superior to all of that. So he's saying here that let everything on earth, including humans, just be still and, and silent before, before God. And same thing in, in Zechariah. Uh, this chapter is just about God just responding that he is going to deliver Israel one day. They're still in captivity, and he's, this is God saying this. God is saying just to be silent and don't worry. I'm here. And that's like a positive, that's Amen. like good news. Amen. Yep. So it's, Amen. It, it's, 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 it's incredible, you know, this, this worship that we, we can miss out on if we don't uh, focus on, on getting that solitude. Amen. And, yeah, and thank you. And, and this is a, the last one of this section is uh, also a big one. It, it shows where our faith is in God. Because if, if we don't practice like the solitude and standing still, we are probably trying to do it on our own. You know? on, and these are three different ways that show how we can express our faith through silence and through uh, solitude. Wow. So first, seeking salvation and lamentations... Uh, Chapter 3, verse 25. Uh, oh, I, so b- bear with me. I, I should have turned to this. 
It's a good, it's a good scripture. <laughs> uh, it's another one of, of hope. Almost there. It's chapter 3, verse 20, starting at 25. Okay. So reading from verse 25, it says, The Lord is good to those who hope in Him. To the one who seeks Him, it is good to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait. Oh, yeah. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it in him. And I'll stop there. But in multiple cases, it's just showing that it's like salvation will come to those who wait, wait on the Lord. And it's simply put, and another one, another way it helps us that it shows our faith is when we seek God's will. I bring up this scripture in Luke, and this is Jesus. Uh, once again, he's praying by, uh, he's out in mountainside again. And he, it says he spent the whole night praying to God. This is Luke chapter 6, 12 and 13. So he prayed all night to God. He was with God all night. The next morning, he, he called his disciples to him and he chose 12 of them. What I see from that is, like, think about it. He was with God all night because he knew that this decision to call the 12 apostles was huge. He, he focused intently on that. It, it wasn't a, a simple decision to him. It knew he cared a lot about that. So he, after praying all night from his disciples that were following him at the time, he chose 12 to be ultimately the apostles. Uh, and I, I take that as when we... We're going through something or we're seeking questions, seeking answers to questions. We can go to God and practicing this, just practicing just sitting there, which a lot of us, what we're doing now is, you know, sitting down, just thing that, just practicing that, but in a solitary place where you can just free of a lot of things that take your senses, you can get answers. It's like, it's literally like, it's like a promise in, in the book, in, in the Bible. And I know a lot, you know, and I think if, if you find that even a little tricky to believe, think about uh, a lot of us here have, you know, studied the Bible, a few of us, most of us, I think, have um, or, or want to. I know you guys, if, think about the times where you were wrestling with what you were learning in the scriptures. You know, a lot of the, those are a lot of big decisions that we had to make to even follow Jesus. We had to yeah. wrestle. We had to really intently think about what we're what we're about to embark on, um, yeah. and like, oh, what is this sin? The sin I was doing, can can Jesus really t- t- take take this sin away from me? So it's it's huge. We have to think about those pasts, the things in our past, and and in the second session ses- section and journaling, we'll we'll see how that can help us. Yeah. Uh, but that's huge, and it goes for all sorts of decisions in our life. Go to God. We can get what he will get the will from him. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is we can also find rest in God. Mm. And this is Mark chapter 6, verse 31 and 32. This is Jesus talking to his apostles. He says, come with me 
by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. <laughs> uh, it's, it's underrated. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's underrated. You, we... We need this rest, you know. We're, we're uh, in this world. This world is hard. Yeah. This world tries to break us down, especially since we're trying to live differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is, it is after us. It's going to target us. Mm. And we're living a higher standard. So we need to go to the source often, Amen. you know. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember when I was, I should share a quick story, story about being a teacher. I was a teacher in my former life in North Carolina. <laughs> it was it was so hard. <laughs> there were moments where I thought I was like, oh, this is the one. I'm going to be fired. Uh, I have no plan. <laughs> I have no savings. <laughs> but uh, just in those times, I had to just find some place to just get away from things. Go to a park. Go to the woods. Uh, I had to just get away. And that helped me out so much. I, definitely, I was able to finish the year. While a lot of other teachers didn't, a lot of teachers quit that year. I think it was just just a super tough time, and it, you this is so true. You don't just get physical rest, but you get like that spiritual rest that helps you keep the joy mm-hmm. when when you're you're in this solitary place. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. with that, uh, you can think of so now so now what? It's like how do what are some practicals that we can gain from this? And what we can do is I. I have a few things like here, and this is what the book called some of the minute retreats. <laughs> minute retreat, yeah. <laughs> Think of it this way: you want it as an encouraging way. It doesn't mean that you might not be able to devote an hour to having that time, or even thirty minutes. But a good way to start at a point that you know you have. We all definitely have at least a minute, like five minutes, maybe. Uh, start there and build up. Try to schedule it in your routine. Uh, just make it make it a routine. You know, I know AJ shared about how he really is good at budgeting his you know money and stuff like that. Try to budget your time right. so that you can uh, just have this. Time is money. Time is money. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, and we have to use our time wisely. The next one is making it a goal. And I I have a quote from a. Jim Elliott, he was a, a martyr, he, a missionary in Ecuador. He passed away. This was back in the, like the 50s or 60s. And, but he shared this, which I think is true even today. He shared that the devil has made it his business to monopolize on three elements, mm. noise, hurry, and crowds. Mm. Goodness. Satan is quite aware of the power of silence. That's... It's, it's crazy. I, I definitely felt all three of those things before, just trying to either go to a crowd, trying to either please a crowd, focusing on that, or just hurry, you know, just like, oh, I don't have time, I got to do this, this, and this, or noise, just constant distraction that draws my attention away. It, it is so true, even today, you know, we have phones, things we try to get, phones, these phones are getting brighter and brighter that's actually a feature a feature like oh this new iphone is twice as bright as the previous one so it's going to like draw your attention or the speakers are twice as loud uh so it's things like that that we're dealing with the last thing is the solitude part we have to try to get away this is and this is more to break the routine in your life it helps you in that whole seeking part uh not, so you don't try to just find it along the way of, of, your, of your day, uh, but try, unless you schedule it, 
but try to get away. Try to find a new setting or something like that. Something that puts you in a different place. It could be, it could be an empty room, as I said, like by a beach. We have beaches here, uh, the woods, uh, anywhere. You know, a mountain. You know, um, just as long as it helps you have that solitude moment. Um, with that, uh, we're we're on to part two of this. Amen. Uh, which we're, we're more than. We're like 60% there. We're, 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 so now we're on journaling. Uh, so, oh, thank you. Thank you. So um, we're doing good, right, guys? We're doing... Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay. So, journaling. Um, this is also kind of an underrated discipline, you know, and it's, it's something that... It, it's not that there's a lot of even, like, scriptures in the Bible regarding, like, you must write down your life, but... We see how it helps us, and in this case, it helps us with other disciplines that we've talked about in this class, just like writing down your thoughts on, oh, I fasted last week, like just documenting how that was to you. Uh, I worshiped. I, wor- I enjoyed this song. I, this, it, the list goes on of how it can help you. Uh, but as the book defined it, is journeys is a discipline. It connects God's word to your daily life. Uh, so it's so personal. That's the thing with this one. This one's very personal. Uh, and it, it definitely goes hand-in-hand hand with solitude because kind of in the place of solitude is when you would probably record in a journal. And it's, and I'll move out the way it's, it's just, as it says here, it just is a way to kind of document your unique life. I want to say unique life, your special life, just your life alone with, with our Lord. So that it's another way to keep it personal, another way to make it personal. So... Uh, and I don't know if many of us journal in here, but um, it, it's, it's good. And I see here, hopefully here you see why, why the big benefit of it is. So why do it? Uh, as I said before, it's a way to document what's going on in your life. Uh, just kind of reiterating what, um, what I just said. And I'm, where's my notes? my notes? Sorry, I went the wrong way on my notes. But, yeah, it, what I have there is a, a list of examples of what you would document in your, in your life. It's, it could be, but before getting to that, I, it's just touching up on what you would document. It says here works. And this can be things that are going on in your life, like um, prayers that are being answered right now, or prayers that have been answered years ago. You know, it's a way to kind of keep track because we are forgetful people, you know, uh, like yeah. I'm distracted and I'm also very forgetful. <laughs> and these this this these disciplines help me in both of those areas. Uh, but, yeah, it helps you keep your faith solid because you will remember those prayers that you've prayed for years ago that you might have forgotten like years ago. And it's kind of like we're very relative people. We might have two years ago might have had a prayer that was right on our hearts is like, Lord, I just need this. Uh, it could be like school, getting into school or something like that. And now that we're in school for two years, we forget that that was a big part of our, mm. our life back then. Mm. Like journaling helps us uh, record all of that and keep track, keep a record so that we can return to it and it's like, oh, wow, God is really working in my life. Uh, yeah. and, not that, and there might not be explicit areas in the Bible where someone wrote, but we know like in the Psalms, and like the, and these, these books were written by people, but 
like in the Psalms for sure, it displays like uh, the, the raw emotion that people had. Uh, and things like that would be written in journals. So, as I said before, it goes hand in hand with silence. And uh, just, it does all these things. It records, you know, our daily events. It can record like friendships, people we're getting to know. Uh, and also is scriptures, insightful scriptures that I'll talk more about near the end. And uh, just these prayers. It helps you kind of write out, okay, what am I trying to message to God? Oh, I, I pray for this, this job to be more of a joy or something when it, it's not easy to remember that. So we have all of that, and we also have areas of what happens when we do journal as a discipline. So the biggest one is, I mean, they're all big, but in this case, understanding yourself is huge. Because we, we, we need to know ourselves. We need to know, because if we know ourselves, we know our, our baggage. We know our sins. We know things that we need to be aware of. Uh, so... We have, I have the scripture, Romans 12, verse 3. It says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. And journaling helps us do that. Journaling puts it in a crucial perspective. We get, we get to be brutally honest because it's personal, it's private. What, who's seen it is, you know, us and God. Yeah. Uh, and this was, you know, John Calvin. One of the things he was quoted by, was saying is, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. And, and that is kind of like going back to the, 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 the Bible studies we had in our past. If you really knew yourself, then you know what God's power is capable of. Because we can limit God. We can think, oh, my problems are very, you know, they're special. God can't fix this. And it's just, we lack knowledge of God in that sense. We lack, we lack, we lack knowledge of power. We limit God in that way. But uh, it, it, the part of the discovery of who God is is discovering who we are, and especially in relation to Him. Amen. So we have that. Why journals that one? Understanding yourself. This is another one, is meditation. Like meditation is part of silence and solitude for sure, but it's also part of journaling, like, like meditating on what to write. Sometimes it's not easy to start writing in a journal, which is sometimes why I don't, I didn't do it every day, but meditation eventually helps us get there. I have two scriptures here in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says, meditate on it is like God's word, God's law back then. But meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do, you know, everything written in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one in, in Timoth- 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7, reflect on what I'm saying. Uh, it's just, it's just a very useful tool. It helps us do both of these things. It helps us meditate on records of things going on in our lives, what God has done, uh, and just what we're concerned about. Uh, so it's just an aid. Like Journaling is a huge aid to us as we try to follow these disciplines. And we're, we're getting near the end, for sure, I promise. Uh, so this is what I was... Kind of, this is kind of what Habakkuk and Elijah was, were doing. It's pouring out your thoughts and feelings to God. This is a, the cool thing. Is there's no, 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 no censoring, no anything like that. You, you write down what's on your heart. You get to be as real as possible. And remember, God can handle it. You know, and this is between you and God. That is, 
the feature of a journal. And this is what it is. Like, I, I just have a, a piece of this verse here, Psalms 62, verse 8. Pour your heart out before, before God. Uh, it's, it, it's, you know, we, we can say things like, we account for years where the years were tough. You think of a year, I could think of, you know, maybe like 2016 was a, a tough year for me and stuff like that. You can write out in detail what made it tough and just get a lot of closure from that, get a lot of resolveness from it. So that's just the power that's awaiting journaling. Yeah. Also, is, this is huge, yeah. um, helping us remember God's word, you know, writing yeah. it down. Just the act of writing, it just does something to me. Like just like in a classroom, just writing down notes, it just it does something. It helps you re- retain the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, Psalm seventy-seven, uh, verses eleven and twelve. I remember your deeds of the Lord. That's the portion I have. Um, just helps us have that in our heart. And then the, the last thing I have here is just monitoring, just everything going on in your life, your goals. The priorities, the dreams. Uh, like, I remember, oh, yeah, I remember, uh, like, I think it was, like, two years ago, like, Glenn actually challenged us, I think it was out of midweek, to, like, record, like, 100 blessings in our life. And I did, I, at first I thought, oh, that's too many. <laughs> Have I had 100 in my life? And I, <laughs> but I did it, and I, but I, I took him up on that challenge. Right, on, Having done it, it was crazy because, what I was realizing, like, I, I was already finished before I even got, like, to the part in my life where I was met by a brother. Mm-hmm. You know, spiritually, I, I was just thinking wow. about my, the old wow. Ignatius, you know, and wow. I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned by that. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I can't think of a hundred blessings, right? It can't be a hundred, but, oh, there were, like, and I, so there's so much in your life, so much in your past uh, that's happened. And we're, I tell you, we're forgetful, so we don't, we don't think of it. We think of the here and now. Yeah. But yeah. this is huge for the journal. I, I think it's one of my favorite parts of a journaling. That's why I really want to get better at this. It's just remembering those goals, those victories that have happened. Yeah. Uh, just the dreams. I hope we all still dream. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about the future, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. what, what big on, thing we yeah. want to see. Yeah. I, I hope we're doing that. Because yeah. journaling helps. It just it boosts your faith yeah. when you do it. Uh, it just... Just it's it's just such a awesome. Once again, it's an aid, but it's a helpful aid to keeping you solid spiritually. Amen. So, uh, oh, I guess this is technically the last one. Uh, as an aid, it helps you maintain the other spiritual disciplines. Uh, like you, and it's a lot about reflecting. So reflecting on like how you fasted, who you reached out to, who you, uh, how you worshipped, that whole experience. Uh, and many, many more things that we've talked about here. Uh, and, and the whole goal here is in, you know, First Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8, or verse 7 and 8. The whole goal is to do this, to train ourselves to be godly. Uh, you know, physical training is of some value, but godliness has value in all things, Amen. which we ties it all together. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, so this is practically the last scripture. We're, Oh, I don't, I don't know if... So this is kind of like topics that I could just think of. A few... <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think Charlie stepped out, but I know... 
I was thinking about the one of, like, how was last week's sermon? How, how did that impact me? It could be, like, a topic you talk about. And I remember his, Charlie's sermon, just thinking, like, wow, you know, like Hulu. You know, it was about, like, Hulu, just, like, what we watch. We need to be careful what we watch and stuff. So it's just, like, man, that got me. It just, <laughs> I wasn't ready. And so I just, I was, like, man, he, oh, Charlie. Uh, he really, he really hit it that day. But, uh <laughs> But these are just examples, and there's so, so many more uh, topics, and Amen. this is just the start. Amen. So the practical is just coming up with a, a, a way to start, yeah. and that's, that's, that's it, guys. I think that's it. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I leave you with these questions, uh, just... These are questions to really reflect on. Like, are you comfortable mm. when you're alone? It's a simple question. And it, and, and it might sound like, I should obviously be comfortable, but are we really? Or do we reach for the phone to turn on, like, uh, music or, or an app? Uh, and what steps will you take to, to have that refreshing time with God, to have that solitude and silence? And God, uh, will, you, will you try to do it daily? Or, or what's your what's your schedule going to be regarding that, and how are you going to get better at journaling, mm-hmm. is the one. Uh, but with that, that's that's all I have. <laughs> that now it's done. It's, it's, it is done. It's done. <laughs>